Don't have witty banter. Don't have. There's, <laughs> there's maybe maybe we can have banter. Just just regular banter. Just banter. Facts about ducks. About ducks. Yeah. Duck facts. Yeah. Well, well. I heard a quack isn't you can it, it won't echo. No. A duck quack no. will not echo. Why not? Because they have weird vaginas. Have you ever heard they have uh, <laughs> ducks also have weird vaginas? Did you oh, know so that? The sound it's in, it's in two ways. <laughs> right, yeah. It's two it goes ways. into the corkscrew tunnel. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's no echo in a corkscrew tunnel. That's what I hear. Honestly, I like the idea of having a trap organ. A trap. <laughs> it's like it, it goes off into two ways to trick like a duck that it doesn't want to have sex with. Right. So you're like, I'm going to fool it. I got a little labyrinth in me. Right. <laughs> With a little minotaur in it, too. Well, see, that was fun. Huh? Huh? How about that? And educational. You learn something about a duck's vagina. I didn't think we were going to get actual duck facts. That was something else. Here we go. All right. Roughly 24 to 92 hours ago, Stab's team of comedy scientists commissioned four specific humorists to give various potentially comedic takes on several random topics, which they'll now perform for the first and likely last time in front of a live studio audience That's you. in a show called <laughs> Stab. Stab, it's called Stab. Everyone clap. Yes, everyone, thank you. Everyone. Stab. All five, six of you. Thank you for being here. We do appreciate it. And whoever's watching at home, probably millions. So, it's all, all up, upwards of, yeah. It's like a, a soccer game audience out there. Just innumerable. I like the, the idea of an audience. It's like, you know, there's potential energy. There's potential <laughs> right, exactly. audience. Right. There's a bar full of cheering Chiefs fans. All they are still there. Going on. Yeah, that's right. They're stuck in it. Uh, welcome to Stab, everyone. Uh, let's hear it for our contestants. Uh, right there, Sean Crandall, Nick McGavern, Jesse Jones. <laughs> no, no, you're right. You're right. You're and I'm your host, uh, John Morris Ross, the fourth. That's right. There's four of us. I mean. There's only one of us, but because the other three are dead. Sorry, did I? I shouldn't have brought that up so early. No, that's right. I do have my dad's ashes right in this other room, though. That's where we came. Oh, you think I'm joking? <laughs> they are still there. That's sweet. They're still there. I'm afraid to take them home. I'm afraid he'll haunt me. Well, <laughs> if, if you take the ashes home, the ghost will stay here, or <laughs> or the ghost will come home with the, you. The, I don't know. I haven't thought this out yet. Uh, clearly, <laughs> the, the ghost must stay close to its ashes. It's just I, like the Haunted Mansion ride. It's just sort of like a, a, a ghost will come home with you. Just, oh, that would be even terrifying. if you don't want one, one will hitchhike. <laughs> It'll you get on. a ghost. You get a ghost. <laughs> well, welcome to Stab. Um, Daddy's back home. <laughs> I, had a, I had a fun little time. Uh, I was I, I was doing a show in at the Sacramento Punchline mm-hmm. where... Uh, the first three shows were the best shows in comedy I've ever had, and the last two made me want to uh, be like my dad. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Just me. a box of ashes. Just a box of ashes. It was so bad. It was like Wanted two somebody audience. to Thanos you after the, <laughs> yes, after the fifth yeah. show. The two audiences, uh, it's like they all agreed that they you know, didn't want to hear me talk <laughs> at all. It was like ahead of time. I feel like that was... Um, there was a meeting. <laughs> there was a meeting. Yeah, premeditated. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. But after that, I went to Chicago. 
Mm-hmm. Huh? Chicago. Oh, no, it's not here. Ooh, the Bean, etc. The Windy City. <laughs> the Bean? Is it yeah, called the, the Bean? Big bean. Oh, the Bean. I didn't see the that. Big Apple. The Big Apple. <laughs> <laughs> Chicago of the West. Or New York of the West. Mm-hmm. Chicago. Yeah. I don't know. It's um, clearly. Ah, Chicago. The Walled City. The Walled <laughs> <laughs> Tinseltown. Land of enchantment. I did learn the word Chicago means stinky onion of some mm. sort. Have you ever heard that? <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> Chicago was great. I fell in love. I fell in love with a lady. Oh. oh. Yeah. 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 We're going to do a long distance relationship. Oh. She's probably watching now. Hello, May. Oh. Hi there. Uh, yeah. This is Didn't very bring me anything back Valentine's from Chicago. Episode. <laughs> I'll ask if she has a sister. Like if I'll bring I'll yeah. have her come with. If anyone. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, I was just fucking here. <laughs> right, I didn't get to go anywhere. <laughs> that's true. Jesse, you held down the fort well <laughs> while I um, realized my destiny. Okay. <laughs> uh, you guys want to. You guys want to hear more about it, or just let's play the? No, okay. There's, there's three others. I mean, it's only, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, Sean. <laughs> like I'm supposed to talk to you guys too. Mm. What's up, man? <laughs> hey. how, what's it like looking like me all the time? <laughs> it's it's real good. I go around. People ask me, "Are you? Are you Charles Bowie? The fourth? <laughs> no, no. I wish. Yeah. I I'm me- I'm <laughs> merely <wish>. a doppelganger." <laughs> Well, very good. We look like a lot of white people, you and I. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this is this is what we sh- we should do a bank heist and then just bl- <laughs> just blend into, an, but we got to do it in like Ohio. That's how I think. Feel, that's how white we are. That we're not even minorities in the white race. We look no. like most of the white people. Yes. Yeah. It's, you it, guys are like a like a nineteen like like a mid eighties WWF tag team. <laughs> you can just switch in and out without the referee noticing. <laughs> Put two of us in like a guess who. You're the killer really bees. Fuck up people <laughs> guessing. <laughs> Is he white? Back Does he have short hair? B. Brian Blair. Beard. Jumping Jim Bronzel. Is the is the WWE as racist as it was in the past? Because I remember some real problematic tag team partners. <laughs> well, I think what would what would our I think name it's be? Progressively become more woke. Has it? I, I assume. I mean, Vince, Vince is still alive, yeah. though. So that's I'm about <laughs> to check your privilege, brother. <laughs> yeah. That's a finishing move. <laughs> yeah, the pr- the privilege check. <laughs> this is a lock I call intersectionality. <laughs> oh, he's got him in the pronoun. <laughs> oh. Didn't they used to call that the camel clutch? <laughs> no, 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 not anymore. No, no, no. Not we, when we've that guy does ourselves it. From yeah. that. Very good. All right. Well, that was fun, huh? More witty banter. <laughs> sure. The show will start eventually. Yes. All right. Nick McGavern. Hello. Mm. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. I guess we already talked about you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have more to say. No, I don't. Please. Um, we've. I don't know if I brought this up last time. We ran into each other in a Safeway. Yeah. Yeah. No, we've talked about this on the show before. Did yeah. we? Okay. It was. <laughs> I think a, like a year ago. I think so. <laughs> It was a very memorable moment. I think we both we both had nothing to say to each other. It was very like, hey, man. <laughs> right. I wanted to say more, but I didn't. Well, no. Yeah, I, I think we went over this, but yeah. we both thought the other was sort of trying to brush. We, th- we thought, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. I thought you wanted me to leave, and you thought I wanted you to leave. Yes. So we just kind of What should we cruise. talk about next time should we come across <laughs> that uh, scenario again? We could just grab a... Package of food and start listing off ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Sounds good. Well, that'll happen next time. 
All right. Well, thanks for being here. Do you want to be here? I do. Okay, good. Okay, good. <laughs> so, All right. uh, Nick's always a tough read. <laughs> <laughs> it's not by choice. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like this. <laughs> You're all, it's called anxiety. Crippling anxiety. No. All right. Well, Nick, thanks for being here. Yeah. You're always a uh, friend of mine. You know what I mean? <laughs> You'll always be a friend of mine unless you do something weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then, uh, I feel the same way. It's <laughs> great, Jesse. Hey, what's new, buddy? Oh, you know, same old stuff. So the our bathroom still works here at Stab. I mean, you don't have to say it like that. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't our. Fault. It's currently functioning. Yes, currently functioning. Yeah, and no. w- I do apologize for all of the white male beards. We ha- we tried to have <laughs> another female on the show, but we did. It just didn't work with out with a so. beard. She has a beard also. She does have a beard. <laughs> It's got flecks of red and and blonde and just like everybody else. (laughs) I was just bringing it up for the fact that it's not always the sausage party. We try, guys. This blonde sausage party. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We we range from strawberry to to dirty on this stage. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, you know. All right, let's do the show. I'm sorry. Come on. There you go. It's on that playlist. Here we go. Let's play Stab. (laughs) There it is. There it is. No, no. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know that that it's worth clapping yet. There we go. (laughs) 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 Well, uh, gentlemen, white gentlemen. (laughs) Um, God damn it, sir. I shouldn't have streamed this. What should we? <laughs> <laughs> we are all canceled just because of. Okay. Uh, this first segment's called Reorganization. Uh, please take the following acronym, reimagine it. What does it now stand for? Who or what does it now represent? Uh, well, shit, today is Valentine's Day, everyone. Um, so today's acronym is LOVE, I guess. <laughs> LOVE. L O V E. Sean, what does love mean to you? Well,. Speaking what of love mic. means to me is it is a uh, program I've developed for the Oculus Rift. Um, <laughs> it uh, and this is my pitch for it. Are you all alone on Valentine's Day, <laughs> unable to attract a mate due to your horrible personality and atrocious hygiene? Then try Love. It's my new app for Oculus and other virtual reality systems. It stands for the Lusty On Demand VR E Date. Hmm. <laughs> Now, you don't have to worry about how heinous you are because, let me tell you, I've programmed these dates to be absolutely rock bottom, have no standards. Are you an incel? No longer, my crusty friend. Now you have a digital partner to go see Joker with. Are you a multiple divorcee? Try entering the trophy wife protocol on the options screen. Do you for some reason feel entitled to a romantic partner? No problem, you selfish pig. So does my app, and it wants to fuck you. No matter how far you dig yourself, the love will take up a shovel and dig with you. (laughs) Buy before the end of Valentine's Day, and we'll send you some Kleenex and a pack of moist towelettes, you fucking animal. (laughs) Very good, Sean Crandall. Very good. Nick, uh, what does love mean to you? All right, so uh, when I was a young, fresh-faced teen, this is something that me and my friends would talk about all the time. 
In fact, basically all we would talk about was how much we wanted to lose our virginities to Eminem. <laughs> we would even practice the lines that we would say to try to, try to seduce Eminem. Such as, let me see that eight miles of dick. Lose yourself in my asshole. Will the real Slim Shady please have gay sex with me? And so on. So, you know, it was basically normal guy stuff. Uh, I'm sure everyone here went through a similar experience. That's, that's what it means to me. Very good. Losing our virginities to Eminem. Very good. His performance at the Oscars really brought me back to middle school. Just being so horny. Very good. Uh, Jesse Jones, what does love yeah. mean to you? This one's a little long, but I make up for it by being shorter later. So just <laughs> just, just, All right. just, suffer. <laughs> that's not what I meant to say. That's not, that's not endearing. <clears throat> good evening, John. And welcome to Hallmark Presents St. Valentine's Day Off. Sponsored by Flowers. <laughs> flowers. They're like your love. They start off beautiful and vibrant but ultimately wind up withered, lifeless, and tossed in the trash. Mm. Flowers! Expensive future garbage! (laughs) (laughs) Where was... Oh, yeah. Uh, Even on a day such as today, where we hella celebrate the very concept of love and faithful companionship, liars still exist. Well, I'm here to teach you the three tried and true ways... You can tell if someone or something is lying to you. (laughs) Just use my patented love method. First, liars offer vague excuses. (laughs) Oh, no, I'm sorry. I was in a place doing a thing. (laughs) The kind of thing one might do in a place like the one I was at. (laughs) Sound familiar? It should because it's a lie. And it's been lied at your dumb face before. (laughs) The truth comes with details. Lies live in the vagaries. (laughs) If you demand answers and get a mouthful of ums, chances are that mouth is also full of lies. (laughs) Example two. Liars offer various excuses. I'm sorry, I wasn't able to do the thing I said I would do because I was dying of ladybug venom. (laughs) Or I was training for the Canadian space program. Or I saved an orphanage full of kittens from a building drowning. (laughs) Would you believe one of those lines? I know I have, but for every ladybug venom survivor... There's someone else who knows there's no such thing as a Canadian space program. (laughs) When excuses come in bunches, they were probably bought in a bulk pack of lies. (laughs) And finally, liars offer vehement excuses. My dick was only like partway in that girl! You know if I ain't all the way balls deep, then it don't mean nothing? (laughs) The sound of my nutsack slapping your asshole means I love you! (laughs) Sure, we know that. (laughs) But But when they really mean it about the flesh claps of pounding it down, 
They say it in a husky, sexy whisper voice. We all know that in place of truth, liars substitute volume. <laughs> so there you have it. Now you'll know the three ways of knowing when you're being lied at by a lying liar. <laughs> it won't make anything better, but you'll still and you'll still end up sad and alone. But at least you'll know. And won't that be worth it? <laughs> no. <laughs> you're right. Never mind. Absorb the lies and push the feelings deep down. <laughs> because living with a liar is better than dying alone. <laughs> a message brought to you by flowers. <laughs> flowers. You're smelling plant corpses, you fucking monster. <laughs> oh, very good. That was reorganization. The rest are a lot shorter than that. <laughs> Either of those options would have saved me 10 years of romance. <laughs> Very good. That brings us to our next segment, everyone. Uh, great job. You've all passed to the next segment. Uh, called the Topical Haiku Challenge. Uh, please compose three haiku in regard to the following, topic, following topical story headline. Uh, they met on a dating app. Then he robbed a bank on their first date and forced her to be the getaway driver. Mmm, romantic. <laughs> it all started, uh, the woman told police, when she picked up Christopher Castillo from his parents' home in Rhode Island <laughs> and drove him 30 minutes east toward North Attleboro, Massachusetts. Uh, she said he drank wine in the passenger seat of her Nissan Maxima, which is also illegal, uh, but he wasn't charged for that one. Uh... He then asked to go by the bank where he went in and robbed it and then forced her to be the getaway driver. Uh, haiku go. <laughs> we'll do one at a time. Sean, let's hear your first haiku. Armed robbery? Fine. But I have one deal breaker. Wine in my Nissan. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Nick, your first haiku. This guy is so cool. <laughs> Honestly, I'm blown away. What a king. Dudes rock. <laughs> Jesse. Uh, keeping in line with Sean's first, uh, it's sort of a, a found haiku from the description. It's, it's titled Sip and Shotgun. <laughs> she said he drank wine in passenger seat of her Nissan Maxima. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. It was just a natural haiku. Nissan <laughs> Maxima. <laughs> Nissan Maxima. Yeah, five. Holy shit. All right. We're going to do our second round. You can find poetry in anything. <laughs> you really can. Right. Uh, Sean? This is from the point of view of the woman is speaking with her friend after the fact. After oh, right. She's made the police report. Not a good date, Claire. But honestly, the worst part? Still lived with his mom. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Nick. Really, her mistake was using a dating app called Robbers Only. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Jesse? Well, second is titled A Tale as Old as Time. Graham, tell me again the story about how you and Grandpa first met. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> <Aww. laughs> sweet. Very good. Sean, your third of three haiku? Hmm. Not great, she thought. 
but at least we're not going to Olive Gardens. <laughs> I like Olive Gardens. <laughs> Nick. The FBI should open a file on all Italians at birth. <laughs> Took a turn into the profile. Isn't it? <laughs> Christopher Castillo, I get it. Yes, I get it. <laughs> Jesse Jones. Uh, <laughs> last is titled Lonely Hearts at <laughs> Single Man Seeking Down Ass Bitch <laughs> for Adventure. <laughs> Clean Driving Record. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the Topical Haiku <laughs> Challenge. Yeah, let's, we'll clap at the end of that one. <laughs> Very good. Very good. All right, all right. Uh, that brings us to our next segment. Uh, we'll wait while you're in the bathroom. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, we won't. <laughs> uh, it's called This Was Today Once. Uh, lots of stuff happens uh, on this date, and then we put it together and uh, make you tell us what you did on that date. Um, let's see here. Sean, I almost called you Chris. I almost called you Chris Cornell. Okay. Sean Crandall. <laughs> the blonde version of Chris Cornell. Sean Crandall. Um, on this date, 1990, the Voyager 1 spacecraft takes a photograph of the planet Earth later, that later becomes the famous, uh, later, oh, Jesus. One more time. <laughs> on this date, 1990, the Voyager 1 spacecraft takes the photograph of planet Earth that later becomes famous as Pale Blue Dot. Uh, also on this very date, 1989, American, ooh, that's a tough word, ornithologist? Yeah, uh, and yeah. zoologist James Bond dies. Uh, how did you celebrate the aforementioned events in tandem? Well, this is something I do every year, John. I start out the night before uh, gazing out into the stars and conjuring in my mind us on the pale blue dot, our home planet, adrift in the cosmic ocean, sailors on the spaceship Earth. As I marvel at the enormity of it all, how anyone or anything I've ever known or heard of existed solely on this speck of dust floating in a sunbeam in an unremarkable corner of the universe. I, as per my custom, get exceedingly depressed and start drinking, drinking copious amounts of wild turkey bourbon. I then stumble into my home after being forcefully ejected from the observatory, mumbling an apology to Greg, the child I threw up on in the gift shop. <laughs> I slap on the Voyager 1 golden record and weep in a crumpled pile on the floor, eventually letting myself be lulled to sleep by the record's whale sounds and Carl Sagan's jovial laughter. <laughs> After awaking from a, a fever dream of cosmic horror, it's finally the 14th, and the chirping of the birds reminds me that it's time to celebrate my favorite ornithologist, James Bond. I crack out my binoculars and my copy of Birds of the West Indies. <laughs> pointing out and marveling at birds I think I recognize from the book because I'm dumb as shit and don't know that none of these birds don't exist outside the Caribbean. <laughs> Finally, I cap off the day by watching a James Bond marathon on TV. Fascinated that the American ornithologist is also the charming British spy because, once again, I'm dumb as shit. <laughs> Very good, Sean Crandall. Very good. Nick McGavern, on this date 19... No... Mm, on this date, 1899, 
Voting machines are approved by the U.S. Congress for use in federal elections. Uh, also on this very date, 1990, uh, 92 people are killed when Indian Airlines Flight 605 crashes in Bangalore, India. How did you choose to celebrate the aforementioned events in tandem? Um, well, first off, I'd like to point out that I'm not celebrating the deaths of 92 people uh, so much as I'm honoring them. Um, <laughs> So to honor them, I head on down to the ballot box, and with the help of some hacker friends of mine, cast 92 votes, one for each passenger. I do my best to vote the way I think each individual would have wanted. This is difficult, obviously, as the crash happened before I was born and in India, but over the years, I have gathered painstaking research about each person's political views and do my best to translate them into a 21st century American context. <laughs> This year, my research has led me to ve believe that all of them would want to vote for Bernie, so I'd be casting 92 votes for Bernie. <laughs> Please vote for Bernie. <laughs> Very good. Nick McGavern. <laughs> Very good. Uh, Jesse Jones, yeah. on this date, 1987, the first micro-on-a-chip patented by Texas Instruments. Mm -hmm. uh, also on this very date, 1920, the League of Women Voters is founded in Chicago. <laughs> where I voted for yeah. a lady yeah. <laughs> to fall in love with me. <laughs> how, you, how did you celebrate the aforementioned events in tandem? And so I, I assume you voted early and often. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> all right. That's all right. Those are the best insults. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, I'm also dumb as shit. <laughs> all, right. all right. So League of Women, League of Women Voters, Texas Instruments. Got it. <clears throat> I've always been a fan of the League of Women Voters. <laughs> I'm sorry that that's funny. <laughs> Do I have that kind of face? Uh, I've always been a fan of the League of Women Voters. Ever since they originally debuted in 1920, with their inaugural year consisting of eight teams and a 32-game regular season. <laughs> <laughs> Of their original lineup of teams, including the Los Gatos Woodnuts, <laughs> the Jefferson City Enfranchised, the Atlanta Looms, the Spokane Whiteheads, <laughs> Minneapolis Fur, tra fur Trappers, <laughs> the Reno Skyhorses, the DC Blue Trousers, and of course, the Texas Instruments. <laughs> Sadly, only the Jefferson City and Reno franchises still exist today. Glad Danielle <laughs> walked in to hear the League of Women Voters gag. Uh, uh, over the years, the league gained in popularity as the skill and athleticism of the suffragettes continued to garner them bigger and bigger arena crowds and radio audiences, <laughs> leading the league to continue to expand up until, 19 up until the 1970 season where the now 22-team league included franchises in Cincinnati, Charlottesville, and Albany. But, of course, with success comes competition, specifically in the name of the Women's Voting Association, or WVA, which debuted in 1967 and introduced several new innovations to the game, including increasing ballot access to underrepresented and underserved communities, championing programs making voter registration easier, and, of course... The introduction of the three-point line. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the dumbest things I've done in a while. 
<laughs> Ultimately, the, the LWB and the WBA merged in 1971 and continue to this day as the League of Women Voters. Fun fact, after the ni- 1953 season, the Texas Instruments were sold and relocated to St. Louis, where they were renamed the St. Louis Spirit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, go Spirit. <laughs> Undaunted, the original owners of the team kept the old name and returned to their original passion, graphing calculators. <laughs> <laughs> And the rest, as they say, is history. <laughs> Very good. That was This Was Today Once. Maybe after the show, I have a signed Susan B. Anthony. Oh, man. Rookie <laughs> <laughs> that is rare. <laughs> is it circular and metal? <laughs> Maybe. Very good, everyone. This brings us to our fourth segment of the evening called Write a Romantic Poem About It. Usually write an erotic poem about it, but we're going to keep it romantic. Uh, Is it okay if it gets a little erotic? Oh, well, we'll see. He'll cut you off if it gets a little. All right. uh, So uh, please have composed a romantic poem in regard to the following topics. Uh, Our missing panelist, she would have been writing a romantic poem about Judge Judy. Um, But Sean... You're going to have to write or have written uh, a romantic poem in regards to a rabid raccoon. A rabid raccoon. Let's hear, okay. the, let's hear the romance. A lonely night, I smell your fur. <laughs> then from the dumpster, a muffled gur. <laughs> you pop your head from the garbage, and I see the moonlight reflected in your bloodshot eyes. And then the world stops. <laughs> The famous poet Steve Perry said, when you love a woman, (laughs) you see the world inside her eyes, and I do. Others can't, but I can't help it. Your erratic behavior others might disparage, but I look at you and all I see is our marriage. (laughs) Oh, to slip a ring on that gnarled, human-like finger. (laughs) They see your frothing mouth caked with viral foam, but I see us together decorating our new home. Nouveau garbage, the chic design of the ages. <laughs> the neighbors see your angry scuttle down the street and scream, Rabies! <laughs> but I see your seven teats and imagine all our babies. <laughs> I wonder if Pampers sells wild animal diapers. So come to me now and silence your violent hiss, for my Valentine's night won't be complete without a toothy kiss. <laughs> Very good. I'm crying. <laughs> Nick, uh, let's hear your romantic poem about kittens. All right. Kittens. Um, So, yeah. (laughs) Kittens, kittens, they are so sweet. (laughs) Kittens, kittens, good enough to eat. Put them in a stew, put them in a pie. Eat them on the ground, eat them in the sky. I would eat them in a house. I would eat them with a mouse. <laughs> but no matter where I eat my kitten-based food, I just want to eat kittens with you. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Very good. Very good, question mark? <laughs> Sorry. Jesse Jones, yep. let's hear your romantic poem about crack cocaine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. <laughs> My so-called friends try to tell me you're whack. (laughs) 
<laughs> but they simply just can't understand how my whole world was turned upside down on that night that that rock hit the palm of my hand. I still remember when Skanky Doug introduced us. He was a DJ as far as that goes. I knew in an instant I'd found the love of my life as your special love filled up my nose. Since then, the gravels replaced that old basic toot. When I'm with you, I feel my heart race. And while they say money can't buy you love, I know the one thing that ain't free is that bass. <laughs> I'd sell all my worldly possessions just to keep you in my life. <laughs> and then after I've parted with all that I own, I'll simply start pimping my wife. <laughs> You did it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jesus. Oh, God. <laughs> um. I'm glad you say so. <laughs> that forgives everything I just did. We'll be perform- performing that in Scarface's <laughs> mansion in a couple of weeks. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, all right. That brings us to our final segment of the evening. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. Did we skip one? No, we didn't. No, okay. uh, segment five. Uh, it's called Movie Makeup Valentine's Edition. Uh, please compose a Valentine's Day themed synopsis based off the following existing movie titles. Uh, Sean, tell us the romantic <laughs> synopsis based off the movie called Psycho. <laughs> This Valentine's Day, a new movie from the master of modern romance, Alfred Hitchcock, Psycho. Meet Norman Bates, Owen Wilson, an anxious young motel owner in Bakersfield. This handsome entrepreneur just can't catch a break from his mom, who would just kill to keep her little boy all to herself. But that never stopped Norman. He's something of a lady killer himself. (laughs) One day, when he's customarily spying on his tenants, he peeps a beautiful woman on the run, Marion Crane, Scarlett Johansson. He immediately falls for her. But what will he do about mom? (laughs) Not to mention, she already has a lazy boyfriend, Sam, Nick Kroll, and a meddling sister, Lila. Anna Kendrick, who are none too pleased with how much time she's spending at an excessively creepy, busted-ass motel next to an imposing gothic mansion. (laughs) To complicate things, the bumbling detective Milton Arbogast, played by Zach Galifianakis, is hot on Marion's trail. What's a mother's boy to do? With an all-star cast, including Tilda Swinton as the voice of mother, you'll want to grab and pull your loved ones kicking and screaming to theaters this Friday to see Psycho. Prepay on the mobile app, and you'll get a collectible chef's knife. (laughs) (laughs) Very good, Sean. Very good. Nick McGavern, uh, The Shining. All right. So full disclosure, never actually seen The Shining. Um, (laughs) You know, I picked up various things about it through the culture, and (laughs) most of my knowledge comes from that uh, Simpsons Trios of Horror episode. (laughs) Um, so yeah, well, you know, I'll give it a shot. Uh, so a married couple whose relationship is on the rocks seizes on the opportunity to take a romantic getaway to a country mansion. But little do they know, the mansion is haunted 
by cupids, these mischievous little cherubs take over their minds and cause them to make all sorts of extravagant romantic gestures that they wouldn't normally make. For instance, Jack Nicholson still breaks down the door with the axe and yells, here's Johnny, but in this case, Johnny is the name of one of those big Valentine's Day teddy bears. <laughs> the cupids also cause them to reflect on the ways that they could have been better partners, like by forcing Jack to type over and over, all work and no play makes Jack an inconsiderate husband, baby. <laughs> and also that creepy kid is there and he still says red rum. But in this case, red rum actually refers to a rum cocktail that he's thoughtfully prepared for his parents. <laughs> and groundskeeper Willie is there and Bard and Principal Skinner. <laughs> and uh, Jack Nicholson turns into the Joker and he does some of his famous lines like, Hey, Batman, I'm the Joker, baby. <laughs> Uh, so basically, you know, it's a fun movie. You should go see it. <laughs> Very good. Nick McGavern. Very good. Jesse Jones, yeah. bring us home with uh, Rosemary's Baby. Yeah. All right. I haven't done production in a while, so let's see if I can do this. <laughs> do you need another mic? Your mic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's, sorry, that was rude, but I need it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So stupid. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it looks like Rosemary's finally having a baby with Lucifer. <laughs> Turns out Rosemary's not too thrilled when she wakes up from a nightmare suddenly <laughs> expecting a Beelza baby. And if the Morning Star is going to pull this one off, he's going to need the help of the most unlikely ragtag group of wacky, lovable cultists this plane of existence has ever seen to convince Rosemary that having this baby is one hell of a good idea. <laughs> and in the end, Rosemary discovers that the love she's been running from might just be the love she's been looking for this whole time. Coming this fall... A movie critics are calling the Porkies of Satanism. <laughs> Rosemary's Baby! Rated PG-13 for suggestive hijinks, adult themes, and good-natured demon rape. <laughs> all right, that is Stab. That's the end of Stab. Uh, one more time for all the contestants you saw this evening. Sean Crandall, Nick McGavern. And Jesse Jones. Uh, if you'd like to hear more stabs, go to one of our many online outlets, the primary of which being uh, Stab for Gold. Stab, the number four gold.com. Or check us out on SoundCloud, YouTube, Spotify, wherever uh, you hear fine podcasts. Uh, thank you guys, and have a good night. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for sticking through it. Yes. Thanks for coming out. That was great. <laughs>